0: When I think all three of us actually have found ourselves in the most successful place in our careers after being a mom. Our drive, our perspective, you know, we're obviously still in this balancing act and learning how to do it every day, but we weren't in this business prior to having our kids. And so I think that that can be a real testament to your life doesn't end when you have kids. I actually think it begins because you have this whole newfound meaning to show up every day. Hey, I'm Bree.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Emily. We're going to talk about how crazy life can get while building a successful business and raising a young family. It may get
2: messy. It's
0: always messy.
2: (laughs) But we're going to get real and talk about the highs and lows that come along
0: with these different
2: phases of motherhood.
0: We hope you join in on the community that we're building of like-minded moms as we continue on our mission to find the balance.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to The Balance. Today we're gonna talk about expectations in your job and how us as moms kind of always feel burnt out, but it's no wonder because there is this unspoken expectation to work like you don't have kids and to parent like you don't have a job. And I think that we all try and navigate that burden every single day.
0: Yeah, can we take a second to talk about how real that is for so oh, many that of statement us?
1: statement is so powerful. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know that, you know, from our personal conversations, we all navigate that all the time. You know, how do I know where I'm showing up and when? And
0: Yeah. And, and sort of thing. trigger things like comparison and mom guilt and stress and a lot of weight on your shoulders. It can feel like a negative spiral. Um, but here today, I think we're going to be able to share a lot of positive ways that we're working through that. So you can enjoy being a mom and you can also work through those expectations that you haven't at work.
1: Right. And I said unspoken expectations on purpose, because I think a lot of times these are things that we put on ourselves. They're also things that maybe come from social media, from coworkers that might not be in your same phase of life, from spouses. You know, in a good way, you've set these expectations together on what you're going to bring to the table, what they're going to bring to the table. So you have these expectations for your family, Um, you know, yourself, you want to perform.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about what those expectations are. I think we could kind of paint a picture. Jen, I know you're really good at diving into this for us.
2: Well, it, uh, actually, Jen is the one that <laughs> that probably struggles with this. Um, I wouldn't say more than any of us, but maybe, maybe the one that struggles the most ungracefully, because I do think navigating what your personal expectations are, um, of yourself, uh, that can be a really tricky one when you do not get clear on, you know, what your boundaries are, what your parameters, parameters are, um, so I think for us, it's outlining, you know, we've talked in the past few weeks about various things that we implement to make this a more clear-cut situation, um, be it that we have boundaries set at home, be it that we have boundaries set in um, with our clients and our peers. Um, I think boundaries is a big one here for me, Um Yeah, and I think think? that
1: since our job is more entrepreneurial, like we set our own schedule, we do our own thing. I think, (coughs) sorry, that those expectations really do come from ourselves. you know?
0: Oh, 100%. When, as soon as we um, even started talking about this topic and knew that we wanted to share it with you guys and really make it known in our community here, that was the first thing that I thought of, Emily, was that these expectations are typically a good thing or they come from a good place, but ultimately we put them on ourselves, whether that be positive or negative.
1: Right. And it's what, what makes it worth it, right? Because we do have to consider that. What makes this childcare that we're paying for and all these things that we're paying to leverage so that we can work, we have to make sure that it's, it's worth it for us out. to work, you know? Yeah, for We have sure. to make sure that we're making enough money. I mean, if you want to boil down to justify to the nitty the gritty, <laughs> right, you have to make sure that you're making enough money to cover all of these expenses and justify them, you yeah. know? Is it worth it?
2: at the end of the day. And I think take that a step further and, you know, are you thriving as a family, as right. a result of the work you're putting in and putting in day, um, day over day. So, okay, let's unpack expectations. Cause we have full transparency guys. We have struggled to unpack this topic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for all of us, we're harder on ourselves than we are probably I would say on our, our peers, on our spouse. I don't know. What would you guys say? Absolutely. I think so.
0: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it's it's typically for good reason, right? But when we go back to, you know, what we said even coming into this episode and what Emily just alluded to, we're talking about is it worth it? Well, that's probably a looming question we always have in our mind because of the yeah. expectations we put on ourselves and if you've listened up into this point, you know, we've talked about leverage, we've talked about time blocking and mindset. And those are all tools that you need to I think, hold up these expectations that we have. So for me, I can paint a picture, give a couple examples. Maybe you guys are the same way um, at our team or job, I guess, however we want to kind of paint this picture, um, we set goals for ourselves throughout the year. Well, those goals that we set for selling a certain amount of homes or representing a certain amount of clients um, is tied directly back to our personal goals. And so then those automatically come home with you. And while it's exciting, like you said, Emily, they're all good things to get your family to the next place. We're putting pressures on ourselves, And I think that those pressures, if it was just me being vulnerable or going to come from places like social media or maybe comparing yourself to your colleagues.
1: Right. Exactly. That that sheet that comes out every week where it has everybody's numbers, you know, and your goal is right there on it. Well, someone that doesn't know the sheet, tell us what that is. So every week we, we get a sheet from our ops team and it just... You know, I think it's the best thing for us, but it also is hard if you get into that comparison mindset because you can see everybody right there. I mean, it is their name. It is not coded with a number. <laughs> like, you know, Bree Tucker sold X amount of houses. She has this amount pending and then you can also see her goal. So I think at the beginning of the year, it's a little easier. But then when you start creeping <laughs> towards the end of the year and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah, am I going to hit my goal? Yeah. Um, well, but and it's supposed yeah. to be a positive
0: thing, right? No, you and think- it is like
1: I, de- I you- love that we do it because yeah. it is the most motivating thing. And I don't think that it's negative in any way. And our team is so motivating for sure. Right, our team's so collaborative that I think in a lot of environments it could be like a toxic thing. Um, But I like it, and if I get in that mindset where I'm like on that downward downward spiral, I just don't look at anybody else's numbers. (laughs) I I look at mine, and I'm like, okay, I I know what I need to do.
2: uh, my favorite thing, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think it's it's recognizing your mindset Mm -hmm. in that situation. And if it isn't serving you in a positive way, take a couple of weeks off. All right. <laughs> don't, don't open time. it. I mean, it's it's like a little
1: PDF that's sent in our Slack channel. Yeah. So honestly, you can't see the numbers unless you click on it. So if you, if you don't want to click on it, don't click on it. It's,
0: it's a perfect example for this though, guys, because it is, like we said, it's supposed to be positive. It's supposed to hold you accountable. But then if you interpret it the wrong way, like we do everything else in our life, it can yeah. suddenly turn so negative. And I think that's the same with like what we said. Some of these other pressures are coming from social media, seeing what your colleagues are doing. That's a perfect mm-hmm. example of that um you know for me sometimes it's even uh coming home and my husband asking about work that day because sometimes we're just like a little too in the know about what's going on at work yeah and, and I, I don't think know you t-
1: guys both working from home affects that because I feel like Taylor has no idea what I have going on or what I have pa- pending or anything will be like yeah. uh,
0: so did did that client go under contract today did that closing happen yesterday and <laughs> oh, I'm like no, I'm trying to end. separate
1: you know <laughs> like, yeah, no, Taylor knows nothing about I don't think <laughs> you know um, but I think you Only guys, the both colorful characters, I, sh- well, right. I yeah. Yeah. No, that. we definitely talk about work and share stories and stuff, but de- not down to the day to day and numbers and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's happy if there's if, if there's,
2: <laughs> there's closing deposits happening. going into the bank yeah. account, but yeah. Okay, so let's
0: let's So now, well a, now we know where they're coming from, right? Right. But what so, what are some of those expectations for you, Jen? I think that's that's uh, what we need everyone to see the full picture so then they know how we actually overcome them.
2: So here I think I think again we come back to mindset. And if you aren't in I, I'm a, a realist and I don't think we're always really kind to ourselves. And I don't always think we're giving ourselves positive messages. So if you can recognize that, work on that before you're, you know, looking to external influences for a representation of how you're doing in life. I think um, for us, it is so important to celebrate the superhero days. You know, the days where you feel like you've kept on your time blocking, you have both been equally present with work, but you've Also, really been able to kick butt at home with your kiddos. I think you need to celebrate those days in order to keep in a positive mindset. Because um, I think it we we need to sort of destigmatize the days where you don't feel like you're hitting all the marks or guess what some days you don't hit any of them and how do you take those days and turn them around into something positive the the next day or the next week or whatever but giving yourself permission you know I think for us uh, you know again coming back to that we were we said we'd get real and here we are and I think for me I have had lots of days where I've had to, like, dig my, you know, cheer myself on and, and dig myself out of <laughs> a ditch and realize that not every day is going to be completely on point, but what are we going to do to set ourselves up the next day so that the expectations we're placing on ourselves are realistic
1: and um, something to be celebrated? I think the number one thing there is having a very clear goal in your head, of what your expectations for yourself are and getting really clear on that. Yeah. Not what the numbers that you think you should be attaining. Told your team, right. Like, what are your expectations? What do you need to do every day to feel good? You know, for me, that's daily follow-up. For me, that's being there for my kids and being there for my clients. And if I only do that and don't do any extra, I know that I can go to bed and feel good about it. Yeah. And some days you're going to have a lot of room for extra and some days you're not. And that's okay. But as long as you're hitting those simple things every single day, I think, you know, that's going to really pay off in the, in the long run. We wanted to interrupt this episode of the Balance Podcast to give a shout out to our sponsor, the POSEC Group. The POSEC Group is a team of top producing agents in the Central Florida area so if you're looking to buy or sell, please feel free to reach out. You can email us at info at, pose at or find us on YouTube. Search Ken Posec.
0: Yeah, and it's even using that to set the goal in the first place, right? Oh, and yeah. I think that's something we've all had to learn and something that's really been a workshop um, with our team is cause it's very easy to say, I want to do more X you know, I want to make more money. I want to sell more homes. Well, define that. What is that number? And that goes back to, like you said, Emily, the expectations you have on yourself. And I love the other point you made there because it is all about setting smaller attainable goals so that you can celebrate those so wins win. that Jen talked about. Yeah. Because without that, you just have this looming, you know, it's like a carrot in front of you. You're, you can <laughs> never quite get it if you're not appreciating the things that are there. Um, something that I really struggle with is I have an ex expectation for myself no one's told me this but you know to be as productive as I can within a certain amount of time during the day and then as soon as you know I pick the kids up turn that off and be the most amazing fun cool mom and like go do all of the things and accomplish bedtime and make a homemade meal and fit a workout in all of these things and when I really look at the time it I'm still a good mom if I don't do those things, right? So I've had to take time even for myself and kind of reflect inward to realize that I don't have to do every single thing every single day to be a great real estate agent, a great business owner, and a great mom. Um, And that has gone back to, I think we've all said it at this point, but really making those expectations clear for yourself.
1: Right, I was gonna say, I think it all goes back to that because like, let's be real, I I don't wanna be at a point where I'm selling 60, Mm -hmm. 65 homes a year because I know yep. that w- my m- main goal for myself is to be a present mom while my kids are young Yeah. so I need to figure out what I can do to have a successful career no doubt for you for me yeah but also feel really good about the amount of time that I can spend with my kids and what I can give them and I know that what I'm doing now is pretty much has me at that limit yeah. you know and in four years and five years like that might change that will ebb and flow through different seasons right and I think that you have to always be willing to find the balance no matter what it is and that is going to change as your kids change as your career changes sometimes it might be more demanding sometimes it might be less like yeah but being able to be flexible with that and figuring out what is going to work for you and not setting those goals yeah. That are going to stress you out in your personal department. Yeah. Or not setting personal goals that, you know, you're not going to be able to reach your your work goals. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, and yeah. I think the other piece there, too, is like you said, it's your personal threshold. Right. Mm-hmm. So like oh, yeah. Emily has this really clear defined goal, which is so great because she knows what she needs to do to work hard to make the money to provide for her family. And it leaves her all those hours to be with her kids. And then there's also other agents on our team that are moms and they have families and they do shoot for that 60 or 65 Mm -hmm. homes a year, but they know what they're leveraging or what they're delegating. And for them that works.
2: That's their choice. Exactly. And so
0: that's what I love about our entire message with the podcast or building your business is it all has to be what works for you. You know, like Emily doesn't have to do what Jen does or what I do and vice versa. But at the end of the day, we know what's super clear that makes us feel like we're being present as a mom or what reflects in our numbers that we are being successful in our business.
2: Yeah, and I think without having the conversation about what our baselines are, we are not the same people. So my starting place and, and my like total stress place they're going to be a totally different measurement for me than they are for Brie or Emily. So recognizing the differences and kind of our own capacities.
0: Um, you know what that reminds me of what previous <laughs> episode, I'm going to always like back, yeah. back pace to make sure that you guys are listening. Uh, but would be the mayonnaise jar, Jen, oh, you, you know, totally. you talked us through that and yep. all of our golf balls are different.
2: Oh, they're totally different. And again, I think, you know, let's let's speak on the we're at different ages and stages. Um, so, you know, I am going to be the first to say I might not have the same energy level uh, certain days of the week <laughs> that, <laughs> that you guys might have. But again, I think recognizing your baseline, being really true to and clear about what your expectations are going to be of yourself in any given day, because the easiest thing. I, I think human nature dictates the easiest thing to do is to compare yourself mm-hmm. to what you're seeing on social media every to time. your peers. Um, so if you're not clear on that picture, who's who's defining what you should be doing day in and day out, right. well, especially
0: as a business owner. A right. Lot. You're the only person yeah. that can do that. And it's interesting because there's two ways to look at it. Right you're the only person that can define that. And that can be really good or really bad, because if you're giving yourself leeway to possibly not show up, you're the only person that can hold yourself accountable. Whereas if you are showing up every day, then you're the only person that can give yourself praise that you're doing what you need to do and not fall into comparison. So I think that's, that's great. You know, another, um, tip that I think is like reality of being a working mom, no matter what you do, you know, um, is just, getting yourself excited to work and something that has, um, really become evident in my day to day is my three-year-old Brooks has started asking questions, you know, like mommy, I I don't want you to go to work. Why are you going to work? And before it was like, mommy has to go to work. You know, that's, that's just what you do. You know, yeah. that's like the, the general response. Do you like your house? Yeah. <laughs> 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 mommy has to go to work. Do you want to go to Disney?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and sometimes that'll come out, I'm sure. Yeah. But recently I was like, buddy, you know what? Mommy gets to go to work today. And I'm so excited.
2: Yeah. You spin it in. A that's what I did. Point. And I was like,
0: and you get to go to school and be with your friends. And I was yeah. like, and when I pick you up you know, blah, 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 blah. That's our schedule. But then it's kind of like got me in this mode where I'm like, I get to go to work today. Like, it's not a drag that I have these really difficult, you know, clients or this deal that I can't get to closing. And so it goes back to that mindset shift, right? And that everyone may not tick that way. But for me in that conversation with my three-year-old, it's been super pivotal.
2: Yeah. I think it's huge. So I guess in the overall scheme of things, how do we make, I guess, to just kind of cut it down to oversimplify for all of us
1: how do we make it better girls well I think number one uh, like we was just talking about would be the mindset thing I think it's important to realize that a lot of times um people are looked down on when they're moms you know which
2: uh, like flabbergasts me because I don't know about you guys but this is the hardest gig being <laughs> mom is sure. the hardest gig I've ever had. Yeah, um, but
1: statistically, people, are, you know, their salaries decrease. Their, yeah. their, um, their bosses, I guess, for lack of a better term, think less of them. Think they can handle less when they become moms. Like this is all statistically proven. But in reality, I mean, think of all the things that we've learned to do as moms, yeah. you moms know? Moms are badasses. They, they really are. Like, you, if you're a mom, you know how to prioritize things. You know how to multitask. You're great at communication, negotiation. Have you ever had to <laughs> negotiate with a three-year-old? If you can do that, you can talk to any listing agent that yeah. you want to, you know? Yeah. Organization, I think that there's so many skills that being a parent brings to the table. So I think number one is just remembering like, hey, this is awesome. And I'm really good at what I do. And like Bree said, I get to do it. You know, this is what I get to do every single day. Yeah. And so not thinking less of yourself because you're juggling all these things, but thinking more of yourself.
0: What a great way to put it, because I think people often overlook all of the responsibilities that come with being a mom. And you know, being a mom is so interesting because it's not a job that you can have a sick day or not show up, right? Like you're there no matter what, 24 seven. And I've actually never really sat down to be like, these are the things that it brought to, of course, you know what it brings to your life, but what does it bring to you, your character and your skills and who you are as a person? Um, a lot of grit, right? Uh, I I think
1: that's one thing that we talk about a lot, but it's so true. Like you, you can't give up. Like, so you got to learn how to keep going, how to, How to spin things to make them work for you and how to view things that that's going to be better for your family.
0: Well, I think all three of us, just taking a moment to reflect, actually have found ourselves in the most successful place in our careers after being a mom.
2: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. It just shifts everything. It it shifts your perspective. Our drive,
0: our perspective. You know, we're obviously still in this balancing act and learning how to do it every day, but we weren't in this business prior to having our kids. And so I think that that can be a real testament to your life doesn't end when you have kids. I actually think it begins because you have this whole new found meaning to show up every day.
1: Right, and it gives you so much more motivation. We've talked about how it it really does keep you on track because your hours are limited. You know, mm-hmm. if I had 12 hours a day when I could kind of, you know, be in and out of work stuff, <laughs> like I think I would be a lot less productive overall than knowing I have X amount of time today mm-hmm. and and these are my working hours. So I need to sit down and I need to get my shit done. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, I mean, wouldn't you guys say that,
2: again, we've preached it, From the beginning, um, for all of us, I think getting really clear on the fact that our kids come first, Mm -hmm. our family unit comes first. And when you're clear on that, the rest of it fits in quite nicely. Um, Not every day, but I I think being, you know, um, unapologetically. There for your kids first and foremost, and and your husband.
0: <laughs> I mean, we can't leave yeah, him out. I know. I know. Let's
2: you know. So your family unit overall is, I think, mm-hmm. for me, everything else comes
0: second. It does absolutely. Even well,
2: though, I I my pursuit is to be super successful in this business. You yeah. know, um, if you're not clear about your cliche cliched why, then um, I think. The rest of it kind of can get really off kilter so
0: well and you know with that Jen is um a lot of us say that the why is cliche because it is, it is. it's something you hear it all the is. time But it's so important, and I feel like for a long time, someone will overlook it. A lot of people overlook it, because it's like, why would I need to define that? I know. But if you're not super clear on what you know, then you don't know. And actually, in the planners that we all use to time block and stay on our uh, tasks day after day, week after week, it it actually asks you to re-identify that why every single week. What is your focus? What's important to you? Why is that important to you? And that's something that we do on our team here as well. I think it's really evident that um, our team leader has built a culture that is family-friendly, first and you don't yep. find that everywhere and without that i mean this would be a totally different picture right so i think making sure that you're putting yourself in a position where you can align your core values and know that that f- your family comes first it doesn't really matter about anything else if that's no, the way and that like, you can put and, it and forward it
2: like like you said aligning yourself and who you have surrounding you with your your goal is really key to that um wouldn't you say, like m I, I feel like you're my poster child for putting your kids first <laughs> and still having so much fun. 100% among, uh, amongst like insane work
1: responsibilities at times. Mm-hmm. So Well, I mean, I think that's just, does. It's, it's just always been a part of who I am when I was little is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A mom. Like oh, it's always awesome. been my number one goal and you have, like the years with them are so short, they right? Are. And I don't want to put my career on hold. I'm not that person. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Nope. I like having something for me that provides value to my family, that my kids can see me be successful. But at the flip side, not yeah. at the cost of every single moment with them. You know, I don't want to walk in the door at six thirty p.m. It'd and be have an hour with out. them. Yeah. Right. So, I think that you know it's taken a lot of trial and error, and it still will. And I think I can say this on the podcast now because by the time this comes out, it'll be public information. Yeah. But we're expecting again, so it'll that'll shift Yay. too. So come exciting. the fall, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it it's just always like ups and downs, and figuring out that why and what it is this month. It might be different next month, but as long as you're doing something that works for you, I think that's the main. I think the that's main a message here. across the board with all of our podcasts right. is getting
2: really um, true to what that that is, um, and that's not to say you'll always
1: have it figured out. But no. oh my gosh, never! I don't think we'll ever have it figured out. No, but, but I think it's you know as long as we're always on that journey and we're always actively seeking that and m- trying to make things better, I yeah. think that's. I the think goal.
0: the. Okay. It's like the more proactive that you can be towards your goal and making it make sense for you, I think is key. You know, so many people get lost in this trap that in order to be successful, you have to work 12 or 15 hours a day and you have to work seven days a week. And speaking for all three of us here, I think what you'd actually find is we've had some of our most successful years working maybe four to five days a week or not even on the weekends at all. Um, and that's not of course the same every single week, but it's just a testament that if you're leveraging and you're delegating and you're showing up when you are required to show up, then it leaves you all the time with the kids, which is what is so special. Uh, And obviously we feel that on weeks, you know, we're not saying we have it all together that we're perfect. So on the weeks that we don't do those things, at least for me personally, I do feel it. And it was like, there was no need for me to do all of this and miss out on the kids when if I just did it like I did last week you know it's more it's more comfortable and it aligns with your goals so I think that also just goes on to all the things we've talked about mindset open dialogue don't be too hard on yourself
2: oh yeah (laughs) so yeah that one (laughs) so so on that note what do you guys do when you are being hard on yourself so maybe you cry, I mean, that's, <laughs> become that's, self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, you
0: can take, I saw something, what was on Instagram. It's like, you know, take, take your five minutes to be pissed. What if I need and more than five dwell. minutes? Well, you can take more than five <laughs> minutes, but it was, you know, to dwell and be upset and like really dig into like, wow, this is really hard for me. Right. And then have I, your
2: tantrum and have your
0: words. tantrum yeah. and then come back and say, okay, Like that's over. Yeah. There's uh, control the things that are in your control. I like live by that statement. And now like, what can you do to make it right? Because if you're being reactive, you know, you're putting fire on a fire. What are you really accomplishing? But if you can like recenter yourself and be self-aware and say, okay, like this is the only way I can fix it. Or, I can be as upset as I want to be, but that's not going to make it any better. You know, that's at least what I find. Right. And I think it's beating <laughs> a dead horse here, but if
1: <laughs> that sounds terrible. um, But like whenever you go back, if you truly know what's important to you and you get into that comparison headspace or you get yes. into that area, then you're go, you go, but is that truly what I want for my life? No. No, it's not. What I'm doing is what I want for my life. So I think it's just always a matter of resetting that mindset to uh-huh. – to whatever it may be or if you have a hard week or I know I was talking to you guys about it a few weeks ago like I didn't want to work one weekend I felt like I hadn't seen the kids very much that week and then I ended up having clients in town and appointments come up and I worked pretty much all weekend and I was like so upset about it but you know make up for it the next weekend be really intentional that week to spend time with the kids and in our line of work you can't always control Who's going to be in town? What appointments are going to pop up? But what you can control is how you react to it and the attitude that you have.
0: That's it. Well, and I think that we can all agree that the work-life balance practically does not exist. You know, it's really an effort of all of the things that we're putting together. And to your point, Emily, when it doesn't go perfect, you pivot. You know, or you you make a plan to come back better. And I think that's what a lot of this is. It's a matter of identifying it, taking time to sit down, realign with your goals. Because I have plenty of those weekends too. I was like, I was supposed to be home all weekend. You know, and I get into that spiral of, oh, I had to do this. But okay, let me go back. I get to do this. It's for my family at the end of the day. And then we can still go do the fun afterwards.
2: Exactly. So it's a choice, I would would argue. At the end of the day, you choose to to go down the rabbit hole of negativity, or you, you know, decide, you know, moving forward. So maybe it's next weekend, you take that whole weekend off to be with your kids. You know, um, I think for us, the balance occurs in the extremes. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's not always that I'm going to be able to balance out. Okay. I'm going to take Saturday off to watch the kids games or whatever the case may be. Maybe one week I'm I'm working seven days and then the following week I'm working five. So it's mapping out whatever that looks like for you.
0: Um, When I I used to really struggle with change, (laughs) you know, I think, I think we all do. It's kind of like everyone tells you what (laughs) what sets them off and it's changed but I think that's just like a natural human thing so it's it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and I'm not a type a person but I do thrive off of a schedule and obviously that's why we time block and we do a lot of the things that we say work for us so when I do get those like last minute like pivots and then suddenly you're rearranging childcare and all the things that go with that it's so overwhelming and stressful (laughs) and that's where I'm you know (laughs) I don't even want to go into things I would probably be saying but that's where those expectations kind of go out of whack. Right. So I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, but another thing I wanted to throw in there, you know, back to the why Mm -hmm. the cliche, why do you guys take time or would you say that it's important for our listeners to take time to do long-term planning and not just the short-term planning?
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's one of the most important things.
0: Yeah, that w- I didn't used to do that, though, being honest. Like, oh, I think well, it's... well, I think w- when you're <laughs>
1: caught
2: in the nitty-gritty the thick of the everyday, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to do that. No. Um, I think you need to do it not just for yourself, but in your family unit. So with your spouse, um, whatever the case may be, because if you guys are not aligned at home, I think it, it's, you're going to be hard-pressed to be aligned, you know, with what you are trying to accomplish in, in your uh, everyday work aspirations. So... Yeah. I mean, that seems so basic though, you know, to say. Right. But people don't do it.
0: I didn't do it. One year, five year, 10 year plans. Just thinking about that actually sounds so daunting, especially as a mom, because you want to be in the moment. You don't want your kids to grow up. But some of those things are so pivotal. And I know that it actually gave me, I think, more clarity and positive expectations when I knew what I was aiming for, not just on the year over year, but the long-term. And that doesn't always mean bigger, better, more expensive. You know, it's not, it's not just financial goals. There's so much more, I think, that ties into that.
2: Can you cut yourself some slack though? Because I wasn't creating those like long-term goals in my twenties. I don't even know if I was in my early thirties, you know? So I think that, that, that comes with time and discipline, um, and and necessity dictates that. But yeah, well, and I, I think, think that's you're doing the idea there, right? Well,
0: thank you, Jen. Well, and it's not it's not even <laughs> that you have to put pressures on yourself to have these goals, but I think if you could keep it on the forefront. So that we talked about how goals can either be super broad or you can be very granular. So once you know what that granular goal is, whatever you know, whatever it is, yeah. it could always change. Yeah, me, anyways, <laughs> I, I find that that helps me. So.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely. it gives you that long-term vision.
0: Yeah. But then of course, like we said, the short-term goals on the day-to-day so you don't get lost in that.
1: Right, definitely. And I think that's
0: what can change
1: month to month, week to week even sometimes.
0: Thanks to kids, that will happen.
2: <laughs> so, would you guys say we could actually list like a couple bullet points, you yeah. know, in terms of how do we make it better when we are kind of a little bit unclear on yeah. and the feeling feeling the stress yes, of the exactly.
0: expectations? Yeah. Um
2: I'm going to let you kick it off.
1: Okay. Um. I mean, I think we all know number one for me is putting my kids first at the end of the day. I know if I'm putting them first, their needs, does that always look like me being the one that's there to show up for them? Maybe not. No. Yeah. yeah. But putting their needs first and making sure that those are met keeps yeah. me... In chat. Yeah, what a great point. You don't
0: have to be the person. Right. As long as you're prioritizing what needs to be done.
1: Right. As long as their needs are prioritized, I feel good at the end of the day. Would I love to yeah. be that person every single time? Absolutely. But we can't always be that person. And right. we all have a spouse. Yeah. <laughs> they, all of our kids have a father. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're all great and they can step up. And I think that leads us to number two, which is keeping an open dialogue. I think that all of our partners are willing to help if we ask for it. I mean, I think uh, it's just a lot of times as a mom, you struggle to be like, Hey, I need you to, you (laughs) you know, I need you to do X, Y, Z. I need you to pick up the kids today. And I know in my house, every time I ask the answer is yes, but I always am like, But I really want to pick up the kids. (laughs) But I like sharing those responsibilities, delegating. It's good for them. It's good for everybody. And you
2: know what else that that will prevent the ever-present mom guilt? If you are, A, putting your kids first by just making sure their needs are met, Mm -hmm. yes, you want to be there, but they're going to be just as happy if dad's there. Probably happier.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, my boys are happier if daddy's there to pick them up. So if I, yeah, you release some of that stress from yourself, it that I'm sure that alone, like you said, is such a game changer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Taylor took Berkeley to school this morning and she was so excited because it was Donuts with Dad and we've heard about it Uh, for the last three weeks. And I'm like, Muffins with Mom better get this much hype, okay? (laughs) I doubt
2: it. I doubt it. Sorry. They get, they trump. I mean, those donuts are, are
0: I think it's the
1: dads, but. The donuts help
0: (laughs) donuts. That's hilarious. Well, and I think the, uh, so what we talked about putting your kids first, keeping an open dialogue, we've hammered the third one coming up so much and that's don't be so hard on yourself, which is easier said than done, but, Mm -hmm. but it's so true. And knowing that you won't figure it all out. Right. I think that's why we started this community in the first place. Wasn't so that we can tell you how to fix everything, but more so give you a real raw insight to, how this goes down on the day to day. Cause we talked about it before too, is that, uh, you probably feel like you're alone or like you're the only one. And then hopefully as you hear us opening up, it's like, wow, it's yeah. all of us. I'm, I'm in that place too.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's where the village comes in. And I think, You know, when you are having the days where you are being hard on yourself um, and you don't know how you're going to figure it all out, having your allies and your tribe, um, whatever that picture is for you, it's so critical because they're going to be your greatest cheerleaders, um, both when you're at your best and and when you're at your worst. So um, I think that's our message to you. You may not have that carved out yet, um, but know we are all here cheering you on
1: um yeah Yeah, I think that last one is really the key like you're not you're not looking for the answer you're looking for the balance the balance
2: (laughs) I hope you guys have an amazing week ahead and we'll see catch you next time have a good week guys bye guys